Everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a driven life version of the podcast where I'm talking to people in the racing industry about motivation or work ethic or secrets to success, things like that, that you can use for self-improvement or I can use, honestly, because it's an excuse to sit down with these people and hear their secrets. But this week, it's with Rodney Childers, crew chief for the number four team at Stuart Haas Racing. It's been Kevin Harvick's crew chief to much success, including a championship. And I was very fortunate to have the chance to sit down and pick his brain a little bit about just how hard he works and hear about what all goes into bringing a fast car to the racetrack every week. So let's take a listen to hear what he had to say. All right, everybody, I'm here with Rodney Childers. And uh, Rodney, first of all, thank you so much for joining me. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I see, you know, a lot of times like around Stuart Haas racing that like up on the walls, you guys have motivational sayings, uh, here in the holler right here. I mean, it says, I believe that we will win. I mean, you guys are obviously very focused on, um, motivating people and, um, why, why I guess is that important first of all, to try to show that to the team? Well, I think number one priority in any race team or any business or, um, or anything like that is you have to believe in it. And um, all your employees have to believe in it. And you see a lot of successful businesses, uh, whether it's a race team or not, that, um, you know, they have, they have you know, quite the, the personality of people that, that believe in the business. And, and um, you know, you look at the Disney mentality. Um, that's that's kind of what Ray preached at, at Everham for so many years is, um, you know, if you, if you see a piece of paper on the ground and pick it up and throw it away, don't walk over it. And, um, you know, you see that that stuff was started years and years ago. And, um, you know, it has carried on through, um, you know, through these race teams. And um, you have to believe that that you can perform and you have to believe that you can win. And, um, you know, if you if you can't do that, you really don't have a chance. So obviously you worked for some great leaders and great race teams uh, before you are now heading up your own team. Um, How much of what you do? now is like a product of lessons that you learn like um, from Ray and how much is stuff that you've decided on your own like okay I want to do things this way because I see this is a good way I think most of my my work ethic started with my dad Um, you know totally different careers but he's he's been a car salesman in Charlotte for 45 years and um, you know he would get up and leave home at seven o'clock every morning and he would get home at eight o'clock every night and he never ever complained <laughs> and um, you know he sold cars six days a week he didn't worry about whether he ever had a day off um, you know he just got up and went to work and um, he enjoyed it and um, that kind of carried on into me when when I started racing go-karts and, and late models and, and the all-pro series and different things like I just worked and I never needed an alarm clock I got up when I needed to get up and and um, I'd work 12 hours you know a day like it wasn't nothing that didn't bother me so um, that kind of that kind of started it you know with my father but um, and then it led into to Ray Ray was probably one of the biggest influences on me and and um, the way that he was a leader, and, and I'll be honest, I still miss that. Um, I told somebody this week I wish Ray would come back. But, <laughs> um, 
you know, he, he just conducted things the right way. We had meetings every week, and everybody in the entire company knew where we stood, what we what we stand for, and, um, you know, what our priorities were and, and where we were going. And um, like I said, he, he always preached that Disney mentality of keeping things nice and neat and clean. And, you know, if you got on the airplane and you were caught with an ink pen in your pocket, then you're in trouble. You know, you wow. better have pencils on the plane because you didn't want, you know, an ink pen getting on the seats of the airplane and just, man, I, I appreciated that stuff. Some people it aggravated the crap out of, but for somebody like me, I loved it. So, um, you know, he was a, he was a huge influence and, um, you know, the rest is just watching people. You know, I think watching Chad and, and the 48 team is, is, was my third most, um, thing that, that improved me as a person and as a crew chief is, watching how he operated and watch um how he expected his people to act and how they dressed and um their equipment and how it looked and and their cars and how presentable they were and um you know that went you know the first with these guys i tell you that have been on the four team for five and a half years the first thing i said is i want to be like the 48 but better and um that's what we've tried to do and and uh, i think through some of these years we've proved to, to do that uh, you know sometimes we fall short of that but overall we've done a good job so how do you keep i guess one thing that i kind of struggle with sometimes is there'll be days when totally i'm fired up to go work hard and i'll put in solid effort you know and but then i see myself sometimes where i'm just like man i was tired today or like you know i don't know if i if i had the motivation to do this today or something like that on those days when you have that when you wake up or you know your kids have something going on or you're like man i don't know if i want to like how do you how do you get yourself going still how do you get yourself to go still work hard through that well i think um you know i'm fortunate that i get to do something that i love and you know i wish i could say that everybody in the united states and everybody in the world needs to just do whatever they love and sometimes that's not a possibility you know sometimes you just have to go get a job no matter where it's at and you have to do something to make money and provide for your families you know like last year for instance I felt like I ran on adrenaline the whole year you know we were winning races and I never needed an alarm clock I woke up five minutes before my alarm every day and I knew exactly what time I needed to be at work and you know it was just my system was working on its own and um you know, I, I would drive to work and, and had all this stuff in my head that I had thought about in my sleep that we needed to do better and, and what we needed to fix. And, you know, you turn around to this year and it hasn't been as, as good as what we've hoped. And, yeah, there's some mornings that you wake up and you're like, oh, God, we got to go do this or, or whatever. But um, the, the biggest thing is having people around you that also believe, um, you know, the days that I have a bad day, my group has a good day and they – support me and then you'll have another guy on your team that that is having a bad day and you have to bring them up and support them and um you know it, it, it works in, in in any business you know you you walk in a chick-fil-a and you're amazed of what they can do or you walk in a jimmy john's and you're like oh crap you know they got my sandwich ready already <laughs> but they work as a team and and they know how to 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 help each other and and uh, get each other through through days and um but you know, like I said, all this stuff has started many years ago with, with great leaders, and probably, you know, most of it started in the in the military. And um, you know, Ray used to always preach to us or, or give us things that came from 
military people and, and uh, quotes and stuff like that. So, hmm. you know, it's um, it's something that sometimes you just have to be around the right people. And um, until you're around the right people, you really don't know what it's like. And um, But, you know, you have to do something that you enjoy. That's, I think that's number one. And you have to do something that um, makes you happy every day and that you, you don't, you know, dread to, to get in your car and go to work. This might be along the same line. So if, if you think it's going to be too similar of an answer, then we can just move on. But I also wanted to ask you, like, you know, especially when you've had so much success and so much of what you do takes really, really, really long hours. Like I, I have this picture of you in my mind of like you're sitting in your office and you're just pounding all, all sorts of scenarios on your computer. And if we change this, what will happen? And all this doing all the sim stuff and it takes hours and hours and hours. And there's really no shortcuts to it. Um, so like in, in that sense, how do you how do you, I guess, when you have success, keep the pedal down like keep going forward and not just say well this is probably good enough you know what i mean like this is do i really need to put in this extra couple hours like we we probably we're probably gonna be fine you know what i mean yeah i mean i think i think you have to have that mentality that nothing's ever good enough um sometimes that drives my wife crazy (laughs) but um you know that that's kind of how i stay and and unless you can stay that way it's not gonna be good enough and um, you know, I hate to carry that home and say, well, this isn't right and this isn't right and this isn't right and this isn't right. But um, it drives her crazy. But on the other hand, it's so easy as a race team. And, you know, we've got over 300 people, 350 people there, you know, walking around at Stuart Haas Racing now. And it's so easy just to come in and do a an eight-hour day and just do what you're told and walk out. And, um, you know, you're really looking for those exceptional people that come in 30 minutes early and leave 30 minutes late and then come and ask you, is there anything that else that they can do before they leave? Those are the ones that um, really stand out. So, um, you know, it, it's all about mentality, though. You know, you have to you have to stay on, on task and stay focused. And like I said, it really comes down to the, the total team. Um, you know, it always starts with a leader but you have to have the right people under you um you know I, i'm fortunate enough to, to have a, a great group of guys that that stay working hard um you know my engineer and my shop foreman my car chief all those guys they help me you know corral the group and and stay motivated and yeah i have bad days and like i said but overall we all keep each other going i know that a lot of success sort of in any business really has to do with a combination of talent and hard work. Like you can't really have one without the other. Um, do you believe that like if somebody's really talented, can they get by without working as hard or like does success at the ultimate level require hard work, no matter if they, if they have talent or not? I, I think you can have a lot of talent and somewhat make it, um, you know, I, you see that in some race car drivers that have a ton of talent, but they don't do everything that they could possibly do. And um, you look at it and you're like, well, that's a shame that they don't work any harder than they do because they could completely destroy the field every week. And then you see other guys that don't have as much talent and they work their guts out and they study and study and study and they, they run pretty good. So, 
Yeah, I mean that that's possible. Um, I think uh, you know there's there's different ways of looking at it for different careers. I think most careers you have to work hard. Um, unless you work hard, you're not gonna be successful and and do the things that you need to do. And um, so it really comes down to to being focused and, and working hard. Um, lastly, I just I'm curious, um, what's your your lifestyle like as far as like the amount of sleep you get or what you eat um do you have to do anything to keep your energy level up and not you know 12 hours or 11 hours into trying to do stuff totally crash like how what do you have any secrets that people might be able to uh help help themselves with that way well i think um you know the easy answer for people is to get up and drink three cups of coffee and then get their day going um i don't drink any caffeine at all the entire day are you serious um so yeah, I may have a little bit of tea every now and then, but I try to stay away. I drink water the entire day, and um, it would have to be a pretty bad day to catch me, you know, making a cup of coffee, which I do every now and then. But, um, but you know, over the last couple of years, I've tried to take care of myself better and try to eat better. And everybody's like, "Well, you never need to lose weight." Well, last year I lost thirty pounds, and I feel a hundred percent better. I may have gained about ten back over the winter, but. <laughs> Um, overall, it's just, you know, I try to eat a little bit more healthy. And I, like I said, I try to drink water. And I think if your body gets used to that, um, you're better off because, you know, you don't want to be, you know, relying on caffeine to get you through the day because at some point you're going to crash. And, um, you know, as far as sleeping, it changes every week. Um, you know, it's it, it can be, you know, eight hours or it could be five hours and uh some nights you just don't sleep well and you got a lot on your mind but um you know i put in a lot of hours at the shop and um you know some people may think that i have a lot of toys and i like to play and this and that but that's kind of my way of getting racing off my mind um but i don't i really don't get to use them much <laughs> um but i i love um you know, I love the lake and I love uh, UTV riding and stuff like that. And I love to be with my family. But, um, yeah, most nights uh, the boys are asleep when I leave to go to work and they're going to bed as soon as I walk in the door. So I don't get to see them but about, you know, 10 minutes when I get home in the afternoons and trying to get them in bed pretty much. So, um, you know, a few weeks ago somebody was talking about my week and um, I said, well, I worked 14 hours on Monday. I worked 16 hours on Tuesday, and I worked 14 hours on Wednesday. Thursday morning, I stayed home, and then I fly. Uh, I got on an airplane and flew out Thursday, and then I worked at the racetrack Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I was back at the shop on Monday morning at 9 o'clock. Wow. And everybody's like, how in the world? Yeah. But, it, you know, it, it's my job, and I enjoy it, and, and um, that's the only way you're going to be successful is to work hard. Wow. Well, that's great insight. Thank you so much for taking the time to share it. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, there you have it. Sometimes just uh, no shortcuts to success. Sometimes it's just about hard work and riding children's, I think, exemplifies that. Obviously, a really smart guy, but puts in the hours as well. So it was good to hear that perspective. Sometimes a good reminder for all of us, including myself, you just got to uh, put your head down and grind sometimes and keep going. And people certainly aren't going to just hand you anything, right? So that's how it goes. Anyway, thanks for your patience with this podcast. If you were hoping to hear it on Friday, it's being uploaded Saturday right now. I know a lot of you listen to this later, so it won't have any meaning for you. But uh, yeah, I did put it a day late. 
Um, I unfortunately had to attend a funeral since we last spoke, and that put me a bit behind. I had to fly across country for that, so that got the schedule backed up a little bit. Apologize for that. I, I did get a couple of tweets of people saying, where's the podcast? Looking for it. Um, so that's what happened there. And also another change, which is that uh, I've said I was going to be doing the post-race version of the podcast from Portland, Oregon, but now I will be in Dover, Delaware to do that in person. So um, that will be the next podcast that pops up in your feed. I will be trying to wrangle a media member at the track uh, and we'll watching the race. Hopefully there won't be any rain um, doing the rare funeral slash NASCAR race doubleheader, which uh, I think the person that was at the funeral, which was my um, college professor, passed away, and he happened to be a NASCAR writer as well by coincidence. Um, so I think he will appreciate the rare funeral uh, NASCAR doubleheader uh, in the same weekend. How often does that happen, right? He would he would think that was a little funny, I'm sure. So um, anyway, that will be the case. And then the 12 questions interview for next week will be with Tyler Reddick. So look for that. Also, a week from today, I'm very excited about the next Driven Life interview, and that's with Sherry Pollux, longtime partner of Martin Truex Jr., and of course, she's had a cancer battle that's given her a great perspective on life, um, although she had a great perspective before that. Let's be honest with her work with uh, kids who happen to have cancer, and then she gets cancer, but um, I'm really excited to, to share her thoughts there, and uh, I think we had a really great interview recently, so I can't wait to put that out as well. Anyway, thank you so much for your support and your understanding, and thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.